Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Hello and welcome to the Countryside Podcast here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Uh, two good interesting items on this week's programme. Kiri, uh, you were bringing back a few memories of my childhood at Ramsey Grammar School. It's a super school. It's the only school with the agricultural department now and they've, they've really forged some links with the UK as well for further education with their university but uh, you thoroughly enjoyed your years at Ramsey Grammar, didn't you? Yes. Uh, talking about rural sciences and things, I quite enjoyed the science side of things. But um, obviously we did a lot of, in them days, I suppose, the basic crop rotation and checking the pHs of soils and things like that. And you Still know, very important, though. Yes, it's still a very important part of it. But I suppose more emphasis now on just fertilise, isn't it, because a lot of Farmers are just, or farms are just specialised in one item, aren't they? Instead of rotating where they had carrots and or spuds in one year, in corn or hay the next, it's all more specialised, isn't it? So. It's very much so. It's either like livestock or crops. It's neither. You don't see the crop rotations anymore. Not many people do grow their own root crops as as they used to and move them around, but. Uh, it's quite intense farming nowadays, though, isn't it? A lot yeah. of silage crops. and Yeah, but you've got a great reception, and you you, you found the kids, as, as young as they were, um, with their teacher, Marion Cottier, very knowledgeable about and interested, which was the main thing, wasn't it? Yeah, they were certainly interested, and especially most of them had no agricultural background whatsoever, but they found it quite therapeutic, and they'd be there before school and after school helping with the animals, and, and they just thoroughly loved being with with the livestock. And that was a thing, I think, when I was at school, you know, you got a lot of the, the higher-up ones who uh, were destined to be accountants, you know, high up oh, end yes. of the field, and there were some that were just going to follow their family's trade in either farming or building or something like that, who who would, would be more, into, I suppose it was more beneficial to them to, to be out working at home, wasn't it's it? True. To get the experience. <laughs> but it really is a fabulous facility there at the Grammar, and I'm glad that it's getting used and people are really enthusiastic to to you know to to encourage the kids into it um and sort of that side of it as well vegetable growing and uh, medwin williams uh, who you've heard me talking to Kerry, he was a uh, he's well he's 11 time gold medal winner at chelsea flower show for for vegetable growing and you know for to be sort of envied in, in a nice competition way for all those years at different shows and things to be at the top level for that length of time and he was a guest speaker at the Manx Garden Conservation Society's talk at St John's and it was fabulous that he'd actually uh, enjoyed it so much the first time he came over and he came over again to to pass on some of his uh, knowledge about it and try and encourage people to you know that, that you actually have to work you can't just plant a seed oh, this and, is it. It and leave it that's overnight. what people think yeah. isn't it so that's uh, this week's countryside Manx Radio's countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual so Simon did you go to Ramsey Grammar I did, uh, not that long ago. Uh, you can see you looking at me thinking it was the days where they had the old uh, teacher's big gowns and things on. No, I was a Ramsey Grammar School pupil. And did you take part in their rural science experiments then? I was good at lots of the sciences at school. We had rural science or rural studies, I can't remember what it was called now, where just two things I think I remember sticking in my mind. One was a, about a six inch by six inch tri uh, square that we used to go out to the piece of grass had to write down what was in it 
And I think we got in the greenhouse there or the polytunnel, whatever it was, about once in the five years I was there. So not too much outside experience, but it's all changed there now, isn't it? Oh, it certainly has. They've got a lovely pigsty built with all the mod cons, um, two great pigs, one actually a rare breed, uh, a Berkshire rare breed pig. And also they've got plenty of Dorset sheep that have just finished lambing. The kids are so involved and they're there before school, 8 o'clock, and after school until 5 p.m. They absolutely love it. Yeah, and you spoke to some of them? Yeah, I caught up with some of the children from year 7 and 8 and actually a GCSE pupil and their teacher, Marion. Yeah, we're the only school in the island that does it, but there are about 70 in the UK that have a rural science unit of various sizes. But it's no longer rural science. This one has got a bit more of an agricultural base to it. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, we've always called it rural science, and I guess the year sevens, eights, and year nines still study rural science, but our GCSE students now study a GCSE in agriculture. It used to be environmental and land-based science. Um, but we've we've actually changed examination boards. We've gone away from the UK system and gone to Northern Ireland. And the GC is definitely much, much more agriculture-based. I mean, just this week, our year 10s have been learning how to make silage, what goes into silage, the preservation of it and storage of it. So, yeah, it's definitely much more agricultural-based. But it gives children from a young age, right through the school, an opportunity to have hands-on with livestock, crops, etc. I think that's really important for us. I mean, most students haven't got any experience of working with livestock or working on farms. They might have a friend who's got an uncle who's got a farm they might visit every so often, but they don't really get to do the hands-on work that we get them to do here. So every single student who comes into school has three years of one lesson a week of rural science and they work with all the stock that we have, the sheep, the chickens, the pigs, they grow crops, uh, look after the soil, do soil testing, the whole lot really. Um, and obviously they, they focus down a little bit more in, in year 10, take on a bit more time, sort of three lessons a week doing the GCSE. And do you find that children do enjoy being out with the animals and the livestock? You know, is it something that really benefits some pupils more than others? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think as, as students get older, sort of into year nine, it might be a bit of a, a love it or hate it uh, yeah, subject. Sure. <laughs> Um, some students really don't like the, the smell and things like that. Others love the fact they're getting outside and they're doing practical tasks. They're studying science in, in a different way and they don't realise they're, they're studying things like genetics and reproduction and things until you go back into the class and go through the theory and talk about what we've just seen outside and then it makes sense. Here today we have five or six of your younger students and Kyle, who's actually doing it for GCSE, Kyle, how did you get into agriculture? Was it just through coming to Ramsey Grammar School or have you always been involved with agriculture? No, it's when I um, changed schools from Castle Rush to Ramsey Grammar, I started actually doing it oh, in wow. year nine and then I carried on doing it for GTSE. And do you really enjoy it? Do you prefer the livestock side of things or the crops? Which is your favourite part? The livestock part of it. So did you help lamb these sheep here in this pen today? Uh, no, I was um, helping every so often, coming in and viewing them, but no, I didn't actually help them being born. Lamming. But would you guys have helped with all the tagging and marking and then yeah. turning them out to grass? Yeah. So, Ben, which is your favourite part of agriculture at Ramsey Grammar? Uh, probably the pigs and the sheep mainly. Really, uh, the pigs? Yeah. Oh yeah, the pigs are the best. <laughs> you don't mind the smell? No, I don't mind the smell. Just get in and do it, really. You don't really have to do. But you just oh, get yeah. in and clean them out. You can get out and do the sheep as well because they smell nice. And do you want to be a farmer when you're older or go to agricultural college no. or...? You don't. don't do anything with farming, it's just nice to, well it's nice to come like down because if you do a lot of school work and you're always sat at a desk, I mean like doing games and stuff is fun, I mean like I like going doing cross country rugby and all that, but then it's nice to kind of come and do something outside which isn't sports, so it's like nice to come and help out with the crops, plants and all that, and then you got the sheep and sometimes you take 
well, one pig's in there, you can like take across the lane. All these pigs go, sheep go up the lane and all that. So it's it's good to come out and do it. Getting out on the outdoors in the countryside, yeah. you really enjoy that. It's a bit of a therapy and a bit of a relaxation compared yeah. to sitting at a desk, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like I think it's better because we live on Yarl Man, so. When I don't think it's a good idea. If we live on the other man with lots of farms, we shouldn't really be sat inside learning about farms. We should be outside doing farms. And what about you, young man? Do you enjoy working with the sheep? Yeah, I really enjoy working with the sheep, yeah. And what's your name? Ryan. Have you ever had any other agricultural experience or is it just from Ramsey Grammar here? It's just really from Ramsey Grammar, yeah. And what do you want to do in the future? Do you want to continue working maybe with livestock or agriculture? Yeah, I think it's really fun, so... Yeah, hands on. And what about the girls? What's your name? Jessica. Jessica, and which part of the agricultural lesson do you like? Going with the sheep and actually feeding them and getting involved with things. That's fantastic. And did you help lamb these sheep here today? One of them. One of them? What did you think? Was it uh, everything you expected? No, it's no. completely different. So what did you expect to see? Just uh, just different things. And did you get to pull it out of the sheep or was no, it already born on itself? Watching and rubbing it. Watching and rubbing it? Yeah. It's nice to get hands on to the livestock as they're being born. It's something new and it's exciting, yeah. isn't it? And what about you? What's your name? Bo. Bo, and what's your favourite part of the farm here at like, Ramsey Grammar? Like Jessica said, like getting in with the sheep and chickens and pigs and things. And which is your favourite animal? Probably the, the lambs and the lambs. What about you boys here? What's your name? Charlie. Charlie, what's your favourite part of agriculture? Well, I like all of it, but like, my favourite part is working with the sheep, the pigs, and like, some, like the chicks and like the silkies. Really? That, that's like really good. And would you like to continue keeping into the countryside in agriculture in the future maybe? Yeah, yeah. And what about you, young man? What's your name? Uh, Matthew. And what's your favourite part of the farm? All of it, really. I'm a farmer, so... I'm, oh, so. so you're a cheat then, really. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it all before. Yeah, I really have ca only have cows, so I'm only used to cows, not sheep and all. So it's nice to have a change at school. Do you think that agricultural lessons at school is a great idea? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you learn different things every day. Yeah. Marion, there's lots of enthusiastic... Yeah. students here today it's absolutely brilliant to see and maybe in the future we'll see some of these children going to the show with livestock is that something that you guys are trying to look at yeah it certainly is I mean, it's something we've i think probably for the last five or six years we've we've wanted to do it um, but various things have just stopped us from doing it at the time but it's definitely something we'd like to do in the future yeah most definitely and is there any more plans for ramsey grammar to develop the farm or agricultural side of things i think at the moment we're really just bound by grazing at the moment um we'd love to expand the flock but um we we don't have the grazing for it yeah it's really just just space really but uh, certainly we're we're trying to get uh, our unit out and about a little bit more we've got lots of contacts with brownie and guides and rainbows and things they come up every year to come and visit a lot of the nurseries uh, and the preschools they come and visit us every year actually next week mm -hmm. we're off to go and visit some primary schools in the north and um, what we're doing is taking some of the students you've been speaking to today around with us taking a ewe and a couple of lambs some chicks and a couple of hens just to talk about what we do at the grammar school talk a little bit more about um, agriculture uh, and also talk about um, really how to how to sort of conduct yourself in the countryside things like uh, keeping your dog on a lead when you're out with sheep being careful of cattle not just assuming that the big cow is the same as your cat <laughs> you can't just go and stroke it just a bit of common sense really.
But you've got other exciting projects coming up soon, though, Marion, with the uh, NASA Space. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've um, we've teamed up with the Royal Horticultural Society. They've got a campaign for school gardening. One of the activities that they've got going is they've uh, paired up with the UK Space Agency and uh, about 8,000 schools around the UK, and we're one of them. Um, and what they're doing is they're sending us some seeds, which some rocket seeds, um, which have spent six months on the, uh, the space station, the International Space Station. Um, we're hopefully collect getting those today or tomorrow, and the students are going to be growing those and comparing them to rocket seeds which have stayed on Earth and seeing if there's any uh, sort of difference in their growth, growth rates, growth patterns. And at the end of the experiment, about TT time, we're going to harvest all the leaves, send them away to some labs in England, and they're going to hopefully tell us whether the nutritional content is the same. Um, wow, what an interesting project. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But this is interesting for everybody, not just for your year seven and eight classes. Yeah, I, th I think the staff are just as excited as the kids, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the children are obviously enjoying the agricultural lessons you're providing here at Ramsey Grammar. What do they do once they've finished at GCSE? Can they go away to agricultural colleges? Do they want to? You know, Is it something that you try and help them towards? Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of options out there. Some of them won't have anything to do with agriculture again. They just wanted to do it as long as they could. Some of them might stay on in to our sixth form and do BTEC agriculture with us. Some might go to the college and do BTECs at the college. But we are starting to get students that are leaving us at 16 after they've done the GCSEs and are going away. Uh, we've started running a yearly trip to Newton Rigg College uh, just outside Penrith. Um, we've got one student who as a result of going on that trip last year, is studying there now and seems to be absolutely loving it. And we've got another student who went on the trip this year um, and, and he's hoping to, to go there in September. But it's just given these children opportunities to go and do and, and be part of the countryside. And, you know, coming from a town, they don't always get a chance to have hands-on with livestock or crops or whatever. So coming to Ramsey Grammar, it's, it's certainly given them the opportunity, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely it has, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I mean, you're saying a lot of the students that, that come to us um, have no experience of agriculture and they, they live in the town and it's just green fields that are outside of town and they don't really think about what's going into looking after the countryside and looking after the stock and, and just how much work it is. And that was agricultural teacher Marion Cottier and some of her students. Sounded like they're really, really interested in that, isn't it? And I suppose some of them that, you know, may want just a different type of education if that's fair to say you know they've got interest in different fields <laughs> this is true they really do enjoy the agricultural lessons but it's it's so varied now from crops livestock everything they cover it like they were just covering silage and how to grow it you know the real hardcore basics of agriculture and it's nice to see and especially the only school on the island that's doing it now and with the great links with the the newton rig agricultural university as well it gives them a future to look forward to as well yeah and you might have some competition at the shows if, if they <laughs> oh, decide yes. to, to go there in the end oh absolutely the sheep are super looking sheep and they've got good show potential as well so hopefully the, the children are enthusiastic enough, so hopefully we will see them at the agricultural shows. Yeah, good luck to them. It's a fantastic facility they've got there, and uh, well done to everyone who got it started as well and who's taken part in it. Absolutely. <laughs> Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I went along to the Manx Garden and Conservation Society's talk at St John's, and they had a very special speaker on the night, and it was Medwin Williams, who's 11-time winner of the gold medal for the vegetable section at the Chelsea Flower Show. Didn't get too many secrets from him, but I put it to him, first of all, that it wasn't his first time here on the island. Yeah, I was here about eight years ago last, 
giving a talk in the very same hall, actually. But when I was a child, I visited here a few times, coming on the boat over from Llandidno, from the pier there, over to Douglas. But it's changed now to what it used to be. It used to be packed with tourists in the summer. Um, the whole place has changed, hasn't it, over the years? It certainly has. A, lot, a few more cars about now than there used to be. But, of course, you're here on the island as a guest invited by the Manx Garden and Conservation Society. And the main aim of it is... is for you to give a talk about how you managing to have such success in the past. Uh, certainly, I think, 11 times champion at Chelsea in the vegetable section. 11 gold medals uh, consecutively, really. We had a gap, but we've never failed to get a gold medal. It all stemmed, really, from my childhood. Uh, when I was about eight years old, my dad gave me about a square yard of ground. He'd square yard? A square yard. <laughs> and he'd worked it over, and he'd opened the furrow, and he gave me three lots of seed, mustard, radish, and cress. And he was very wise, because he was only a humble farm worker, but those three varieties were very quick to germinate and equally quick to harvest. So I caught the imagination of a young boy. So I was hooked when I saw these little green things popping out of the ground. And within a matter of four or five weeks, I had a, a big salad sandwich with a friend of mine, with lashings of salad cream on it. Uh, radish, mustard and cress. And from that day on, I was hooked on gardening and used to help my dad. He was a big showman, uh, big in, in terms of being keen and in his local county show. He was known as the man with the long carrots. And he was a very quiet man. And he taught me a lot, a lot about the soil, the weather, conditions and things. He wasn't a clever man. But then I started reading books and, and then I visited Chelsea when I got married, I saw a few displays there, things with vegetables on. And I said to Gwenda, my wife, I said, I think we could do better than that if we have the right facilities. And that's what happened. Uh, I got some greenhouse space from the university. And the dream I had was to stage a display of vegetables at Chelsea, which would be August quality vegetables displayed in May. So that was the challenge as well as a dream because you had to have heat and light and to bring yeah, because them on. Because it, it wasn't quite at the natural time they would be normally ready? No, exactly. So you had to try and push nature a bit forward. And nature being nature, of course, it has an uncanny way of giving you a kickback. <laughs> so if you push it too hard, things go wrong. Things bolt, go to seed and what have you. But funny enough, on the very first time we entered Chelsea, I had no dummy run at all, no practice. I just went back to my diaries. I always used to keep very good diaries. I went back to them, worked my dates back, and I did a bit extra hours and days because the, the days were shorter in May than they would have been in August and July. And it worked very well. We had a gold medal, our first ever first gold medal. Attempt. Yeah, yeah. our first attempt. What age were you then? Oh, uh, I must have been 50, 45, 50, 45 probably, mm. a bit younger. How much of an honour was it to, to go there? At a really, people don't realise, I don't suppose, how big the Chelsea Flower Show and the vegetable part of it is. It's unbelievably big, really. It's, it's the biggest, well, I wouldn't say it's the biggest show in the world, but it's certainly the most prestigious show in the world. And it's the one that every horticulture company wants to get a gold medal and they're prepared to spend big, big money, as much as a quarter of a million pounds, to wow. stage a garden in Chelsea. 
You know, that's the sort of money and that's the power of the gold medal from Chelsea. Everybody wants it on their catalogues. Chelsea gold medal winner. And where did he go from there? I mean, did he open a big, massive chain of vegetable supermarkets? No, I <laughs> Nothing of the sort. This was a hobby, don't forget, that went out of control of it. I realised after a while that there was a business in it and we are now running a seed company with an online shop, which is quite successful, which my son is now doing most of the hard work. I'm 74 this year and can't do what I used to do. Uh, but halfway through the lemon medal, somewhere around halfway, I had a phone call from America and they invited me over to Cincinnati in Ohio and asked if I would do a display there. So we went there for two years and we managed to get the gold there twice and the best in show twice, wow. which was very good, but a nightmare. You imagine going off a plane in America with an orange in your hand, let alone boxes of vegetables. <laughs> so the whole scenario was stressful in the least, you know, to say the least. What sort of vegetables were you, were you sort of winning on, really? What was, what was your top well, pride ones? Well, the thing is, it, we do a display of vegetables, and it usually contains anything up to 45 different kinds of vegetables. 45? 45 wow. different kinds. And when you think of a kind, a potato is a kind of vegetable. Mm. But within that, there are different varieties, there are different, you know, Sharps Express, uh, Kestrel, like King Edwards and stuff like that. Yeah. All of them. But we'd have dishes of them as well. So we would have up to over 100 dishes on the display stand 20 foot wide, 9 foot high, some foot the other way. And we haven't got a designer, we haven't got a plan. I have a plan in my head. The leeks, of course, always take centre stage yeah. on the top shelf, being the emblem of Wales. Mm -hmm. And that's, that always goes centre. We have cauliflowers and then big onions under the leeks. It depends how the season has gone, what sort of stuff we got. And then the wife is very good. She's got a very good eye and she will arrange a lot of the other baskets. Mm. But what you don't want on a display of vegetables is a conflict of colours. Everything's got to sort of melt in, mm. like a montage of, yeah. of colours like, and vegetables. Like flower arranging in a way. <laughs> it is, it's a flower arranging with vegetables. <laughs> you know, that's, that's but, it really. But what about the secret to it? Is well, you can't say there's luck because you win it so many times, but I mean, is it lots of little secrets you've gained over the years or a lot of tender love and care? Lots of everything. You need to have a passion to do it first. There's no use thinking, you know, I've got to do that. And then you start and then perhaps you lose steam. You've got to have that passion right through the growing time, right up to the end. You need good quality compost, you need good seed, you need the knowledge, obviously, when things are maturing, how they react to different conditions. Do they need more light, less light, temperature? But I'm very lucky, even at home now, I finished with the University of Bangor. I got my own glasshouse, got my own tunnel. Mm. So if something is coming too quick under the lights, I can move them into the tunnel, and vice versa. If they're not moving, I can put them under the lights. A so lot of science behind it, then. Yeah, there is a bit, bit of an art in it, and you've got to know what you're doing. And watering is one of the key elements of growing vegetables. Watering and nutrition. Watering in particular because you can overwater. And what well, some people just drown them once a week and then leave them. Exactly. That's no good. That's it, exactly. <laughs> you know, they they drown them with kindness. They think they want a lot of water. Celery, for instance, will take all the water you chuck at it. Because it is a bog plant in its natural environment. 
But the other stuff, you know, you've got to be very careful how we water them. Yeah. Tomatoes has been a, another speciality, hasn't it? Yeah, tomatoes, we grow quite a range of different types. And tomatoes, again, is very critical to watering. If you don't water them properly, you will have the blossom end rot, which is the black spot on the bottom of the tomato. That's a sure telltale sign that they've gone dry at some point, not a week before, but possibly three, four weeks even before. Right. And that's when it manifests itself later on under the fruit. Can you recover them or not? Or is no, that you can't. Sort of you can recover the plant. The next lot coming up after them, if you maintain good watering regime, they will be okay. But the ones with it, that's it. You can eat them, just slice the black spot off. It's just some cells dying back. What about uh, the, the vegetables themselves? I mean, you, you've sort of grown up with them all these years. Uh, is there any vegetables you don't eat? No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> very, very lucky. I've been born with a the palate that likes any veg. There's some I like better than others. I'm not that keen on celery. But luckily, God has created celery with a groove at the back of it, if you notice. And that's to put salad cream in. <laughs> and that makes it nice and tasty then. But I do love everything, really. Cabbage, you name it, I like it. We have about five vegetables every time we have a Sunday dinner or an evening meal even. What's next for you? I mean, have you, you given up, as you said, the, the show inside of it? No, I haven't given no. up. Uh, I gave up Chelsea because it's very expensive. To grow for Chelsea, it cost me thousands because of the heat and light. And living in London, six people there staging. I need that many people to do the job. It's very expensive. So I finished in 2005 and I started going back around the provincial circles to the bigger shows there, Harrogate and Malvern and Tatton. And now we concentrate on Malvern, which is the end of September. Good timing for vegetables to grow more naturally. You know? Well, what a true gentleman. Medwin Williams, 11-time gold medal winner for vegetables at the Chelsea Flower Show. Still uh, enthusiastic as ever and passing on some of his knowledge to the packed house that was at St John's for the uh, Manx garden and conservation society's uh, talk that evening and uh, really was a nice guy and you know to, to you know you can imagine people carry at the top for maybe a couple of years and people thinking i'm going to beat him for all them years of of winning and now i wouldn't say he's given all his secrets away <laughs> but just some a bit of advice that you could so tell. did you get any tips to grow the, oh, yes, the best carrot maybe yeah maybe what was his particular interest was it a certain vegetable that he was very good at growing or <laughs> he liked uh, he liked growing carrots and leeks in particular because i think the leeks where you can put them in the tubes and and you know get wow. them all perfectly straight and things like that that was uh, i think one of his favorite and the section where you get six vegetables where you've oh, got yes. um, one really good one of each which i think shows um, your all-round Broad. ability there but hats off to that uh, society for getting somebody as really renowned in that field as as Medwin is to, to come to the Isle of Man again for the second time so great. Great achievement Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual Well, pig, sheep seeds in space um, gold medal winners at the flower show with the, with the different vegetables uh, fabulous countryside. I really enjoyed listening back to that actually this week, uh, Kerry, as well. Oh, it's, it's super. The variety in it is never ending. But to have an 11 times gold winner here on the Isle of Man, given the knowledge, 
you know, his achievement doesn't, you know, it isn't done overnight. It's years worth of work. And for him to hopefully pass it on to some of our local competitors, is, it's just super. And it was, it always reminded me of, of the, the, the Dyson thing, if I'm allowed to say it, where, you know, it, it didn't happen for, for that inventor. Or he had what, hundreds of prototypes before he actually cracked it. And Medwood was saying the similar things with that, where you try different things with the seeds to try and, you know, um, make it better. Yeah, just to see if you can it. just improve. And sometimes it just goes the other way and oh, they fail. Yeah. <gasps> but, you know, it's not giving up. He showed that not giving up and going, OK, I won't do that again. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. That's all for this week's Country Show. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being sure. Terms and conditions apply.